The podcast this week is brought to you by the Door County Beer Festival. The peninsula's largest celebration of craft beer returns to Bailey's Harbor on June 16th, 2018, with more than 150 different beers from 53 different breweries from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, and Illinois. Festival gourds get unlimited tastings in the Peninsula Pulse tasting tent from 12 to 4 p.m., while VIP attendees will get early entry and exclusive access to specialty beers from five Wisconsin breweries. Tickets are $40 and are available at DoorCountyTickets.com. For more information, visit DoorCountyBeerFestival.com. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast, where each week we'll talk with the writers and editors of the Peninsula Pulse about the stories you'll find in this week's issue. I'm Andrew Clyden, and today I'm joined by Miles Danhausen, writer and editor for the Peninsula Pulse. Hey, Miles, how are you? I'm doing good, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing really great. How was your Memorial Day? Awesome. Awesome. I uh, got out outside quite a bit and did what you do on Memorial Day. You grill out, you see a bunch of family and friends, and hopefully a lot of people got a chance to do some thinking and remembering of a lot of veterans. Very cool. It was a beautiful weekend, a perfect time to get back together with family and hang out outside, like you said. The spring edition of the Door County Living magazine is available now. Uh, There was an article that I thought was really interesting in there about the mysterious places of Door County. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of a topic that I love to dig into, not necessarily mysterious places, but these places that you see along the roadsides the kind of things that just make you go, hmm, I wonder what the deal with that place is. And I do that all the time, much to my wife's probably annoyance at a certain point. But yeah, it kind of stemmed out of that. I, I Some of these places that I've driven by since I was a little kid that I just wondered what the deal was. Cool. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a building in Fish Creek kind of by the Y that I go by that is this, it's this weird old building that's dilapidated. I have no idea what it's about. But there's a couple places like that all around the county. Can you tell me about a couple you wrote about? Yeah. Um, well, one of them I touched on, and I've, I've written about this at greater length in the past, but is Chateau Hutter, which anybody who's come up here a lot has probably asked themselves what the heck is going on with Chateau Hutter. It's been a mystery for since it started, basically for 60 years. And it's this uh, on, on County G, Bayshore Drive, as you're heading down to Sturgeon Bay from Egg Harbor along the water, there's this like um, opening there and there's a sign that says Chateau Hutter and there's these buildings and it looks like a, a beautiful spot for a resort. And it is, or at least it tried to be. John Hutter started it in the, I believe he started his construction on it in the 1950s with this grand vision of like a European villa and resort with this amazing golf course underneath the bluff and on the water. And his vision kind of out outmatched his uh, ability to pull it off. So he had started this resort there and ran it for an, a number of years, but never really got it completely finished. So guests were never very uh, impressed by the results. And he tried to make a golf course, but not by hiring a golf course designer, but by going out and building it on his own with just kind of farm machinery and things. And I think I was told that he only ever really finished one hole, but advertised it as a, as a grand 18 hole golf course and really a astounding sort of uh story for this guy to to try and pull this off and just kind of he wasn't trying to pull one over he really thought he was going to make this amazing place he just couldn't do it did it ever actually open it did open it ran for a number of years and um by the late 60s as he was kind of failing in his endeavor 
he started to lash out at others in the community. Um, he was kicked out of the Door County Visitor Bureau, and in, in part, he was said at the time because he was advertising something he couldn't deliver on, so it was kind of tarnishing the name of the county. So he sued the Door County Visitor Bureau. It ended up in court for years. He represented himself. If you read the court transcripts, it's kind of crazy. Like, he, he is constantly raising objections or the other lawyers are objecting to him. And then the judges are basically telling him, like, this isn't how courtrooms operate. Like, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do that. It's, but he was actually a lawyer. So it's, it's a pretty wild um, story as I dug into it. I once started writing about it thinking I was just going to go do this uh, one paragraph aside of like, hey, here's the deal with Chateau Hutter. And I went down a rabbit hole. So he's representing himself in court like you would in a TV show and yelling and screaming and banging on the desk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Like, oh, yes. I said it's 18 holes. You can do 18 holes. We'll just blindfold you and spin you around after each one. Right. right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> he uh, really did believe he had this great place. And he even made an hour long video that it's like an old reel to reel video that has scenes from all over Door County. And he'll be narrating it and he'll say like, oh, talking about their grand beaches with video of people like tiptoeing on these rocks at his resort. And that's what he's calling a beach. Like the, you know how you gingerly walk onto the, these rocky stones when you try to get your feet in the water in yeah. a bad spot. That's what's on the video. And then he would have people shoveling their car out of a ditch and talking about how wondrous is it, it is in the winter. But there's also great footage of the old Potawatomi ski hill in this video. So in a sense, his efforts did give us a pretty good time capsule that's kind of cool to look at from a historical standpoint. But his resort never was very cool to look at. The, uh, the other one in the article that I saw got a lot of response on the Facebook page was the, the gnome tree in Fish Creek. Yeah, that was one where Jackson Parr had looked into it for us. And there's this, this tree with this small collection of gnomes that if you're, if you're driving by as a passenger or if you look closely, you'll notice it on, on County A in Northern Door County. And, you know, you just see all these little trinkets and and gnomes and toys that and trolls that are in this little nook of a tree. Now, the, the story was that somebody was getting rid of these gnomes, right? I'm not even sure. I don't even know how it started with them doing it, because Jackson did talk to the person, but then that person wished to remain anonymous. And it just, it just kind of snowballed. No, that's the thing. It, it started with just one person's gnomes, not necessarily there for any reason. And then it's become this community effort where <laughs> people all bring their gnomes in to leave at this tree. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a cool little thing. If, if you know what you're looking for, you'll spot it. It's just a neat thing on the side of the road. And then another place that, that I had always been curious about is there at the corner of 42 and 57, just north of Sturgeon Bay by the Mill Supper Club, there's a bunch of old barns and one solitary gas tank in front of them next to C&W Auto. And I, I was born in 1978. As long as I can remember, nothing's ever been in that spot or nobody's ever lived there. It's just been falling apart more and more every single year. There used to be a, an outdoor movie theater across the street from that. That I think is where I saw E.T. as like a four-year-old kid way back in the day. And that property had just, I'm always wondered like, how is that still standing? Why doesn't somebody just tear it down? Or why doesn't somebody just do something with it if they don't want to tear it down? And even the town of Sevastopol has tried to get the owner of that property to do some things with it, either tear it down or spruce it up. They're also concerned or have been concerned about 
whether or not there was actually gas in a tank underground in that location and if something needed to be done with that. But they can't really get a response out of the owner. It's actually under the control of a woman named Ninky Hankin who lives in the Upper East Side of New York City in Manhattan. And she pays the taxes, but apparently doesn't respond to many requests for more information. Weird. Because normally things will, will go delinquent if you don't pay taxes on them and then they become the property of, what, the state or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Yep. Okay, but she's still maintaining this place but then not doing anything with it. Yeah, well, not maintaining it. Well, sure, <laughs> but she's, she's paying but, the taxes to but keep it. Yeah, that's what I didn't get. It's like, you don't come here and visit. You don't live there. You don't use the property. You don't seem to be too invested in it, except you're paying the taxes. So it's just... a it strikes me as odd that anyone would even just hang on to it. And it was kind of fun researching it because it turns out it used to be owned by a man named Meyer Class, who had a, a place called Meyer Class Implement and selling used farm machinery. And he was known as a, as a pretty shrewd businessman, a wheeler dealer who might pull one over on you. And in fact, one guy told me, there was this great saying, he used to do this ad called Deal with Meyer, Be a Live Wire. And one farmer told me, deal with class, get a kick in the ass, was how some of the local farmers talked about him. And he died in, uh, I believe it was 1977, 1978, somewhere around that range. And that's kind of when it just fell into neglect, and it's been in neglect ever since. Well, if you want to learn more about the curious places of Door County, check out the Door County Living magazine that's out now. Uh, Also, last week in The Pulse, we had a new business primer. Um, talking about all of the new businesses that are sprouting up in 2018. Yeah, it's something we started to do several years ago. I believe that was the idea of Jim Lundstrom, but there was a stretch where a lot of places were closing down in Door County around the or after the economic crash. And when people finally started to invest again, we really wanted to do a lot to highlight these businesses that were taking the risk and putting their money where their mouths were and opening new businesses in the county. And so now we do that every year and people really look forward to it. And just virtue of knowing what these businesses are, it generates some excitement for the season and it generates some excitement for people wanting to check these places out. One of those, uh, you know quite a lot about, Andrew. Yeah, my in-laws are actually opening up the Fika Bakery in Fish Creek. Um, They did kind of a soft open last year. They were open for about two months towards the end of the season uh, and then are getting everything ready to open up on June 1st. So they're going to be serving Swedish, German baked goods. Um, We we just got an espresso machine there, so we're doing coffee and coffee drinks like that. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to checking that out. What what kind of motivated them to to invest in that business and, and open that place up? Well, they've been in the restaurant business for years. They, they've had multiple restaurants and coffee shops. They uh, Right now, they're working with the UW Fond du Lac campus and doing their campus kitchen. They also huh. have a catering company. So they've been doing this kind of thing for a long time. The, the impetus for the bakery up here, they've been coming up here, you know, two or three times a year, every year since uh, my wife was very young. So this has always kind of been a home away from home. And now that Victoria and I moved up here, it kind of seemed like the right time to finally come up here and start this this new endeavor. That's excellent. And that name, Fika, am I saying it right? No, Fika. Fika. Uh, yeah, it's Swedish for coffee. So okay. in a lot of Scandinavian countries, they do Fika, which around noon, lunchtime, everything shuts down, all the businesses, everybody goes on break, and they have coffee and treats and just kind of talk and relax. I like this idea. 
Let's let's do that now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, the the two big kind of Scandinavian ideals behind it is is fika, which is a time that you relax together, and then huga, which is the act of like relaxing. It, it, it's this whole thing. Like huga uh, can even be uh, an ambiance or a theme. Like you can decorate with huga in mind. Very interesting. We are learning something here today. Yeah, so they're opening up soon. I'm um, really excited. They haven't done any marketing yet either. That's the big thing. But they had people every day this week coming to see if they were open. Uh, business was really great when they soft open. Just word of mouth, people coming up and wanting to try it out. Yeah, sometimes that's, as a former restaurant owner myself, sometimes it's a little scary to even market because, yes, you want the, the business to come in, but when you're first opening the doors... It's kind of nice to have a slow roll and figure out what you're all about and figure out where everything is rather than get crushed. I've done it both ways. I've suffered both ways. Well, and that's the big thing, too. I mean, we spent a lot of time trying to figure out what the menu was going to be this year. Lots of cardamom rolls, um, cookies, the other stuff that you get at a bakery. You know, <laughs> that, that we, we've done that. But then we also put out a bunch of retail this year. Um, Dave, my father-in-law, he's the main baker. Um, he makes this amazing pita chips and artichoke dip and all sorts of really great stuff that they've been making for years with their catering company. And now they're bringing some of that for retail at Fika. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Are you going to be behind the counter there at some point? Every once in a while, yeah. Um, right now, it's uh, my wife, my brother-in-law. They're working pretty much full-time this summer there. Uh, and then I'll be there to help out. Excellent. And there's a lot of other new businesses opening up. Uh, if you just look up 2018 Door County New Businesses on doorcountypulse.com, you'll find that full list. We also just did a a special post that came out yesterday just on the new restaurants, including Cherry Lane's Arcade Bar down in Sturgeon Bay that I know, Andrew, you're pumped about. Yeah, this one I'm actually really excited about. I make it a point to go to arcade bars whenever I travel. Um, I've been to a couple in Milwaukee. Minneapolis just opened up its first one last summer. Um, this one, I'm, it looks like it's going to be really cool. I know the owner is a pinball machine collector. Yeah. So he's going to have a bunch of those and a bunch of new classic arcade machines and stuff like that. As a history buff myself, I'm also really digging that they're taking an old place, Cherry Lanes. That place has been there for, I believe, about 100 years and doing some really cool re restoration work all by hand, all by themselves. The owners themselves are, are, are working on it. And they're keeping the bowling alley. They're going to have some snacks, but then a lot of really cool arcade games. And it sounds like people are coming out of the woodwork to give them um, information or artifacts on what that building has been over the years. So I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Yeah. If you check um, out their Facebook page, you can see them like in real time, restoring the old building, repainting, rebuilding, fixing stuff. It's been a really cool trip. Yeah. And then uh, in Fish Creek, just this weekend, Saturday, is there now going to be the opening of Taco Cerveza from the, the crew behind Wickman House? Mike Holmes, Travis Ward are opening that place up. Uh, they also are the people behind Trixie's, a couple of the best restaurants you'll find up here. And um, Taco Cerveza just doing gourmet tacos, and they're going to have... Uh, beer as well as some under 20% alcohol. They won't have liquor. They won't be able to do the full-fledged tequila margarita, but knowing those guys, they're going to come up with something really cool. Yeah, this is another one I'm really excited about. It's in the old Stillwater's Grill building, so it's going to be a walk-up, sit-down kind of restaurant. Um, the the space behind them that used to be Hat Head actually just got bought, too. I don't know if you've been in there, but that's a, kind of built as a man shop. You go <laughs> in, they've got liquor and tools, leather, and Anything that you can think of that fits that like masculine bill, that's what they got there. All right, maybe I can uh, pull that off. I don't know. Well, yeah, probably. And if you can't, just go in there and get enough stuff till you can. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And there's tons of other businesses I'm excited about. Hash Distillery is opening up this summer. Shipwrecked is finishing up their new place. There's um, there's a lot more, and and maybe we'll just have to talk about a couple every week. I don't know. But um, check out DoorCountyPulse.com or pick up last week's issue here at The Pulse, and you can get that full list. So, Miles, last week you did the Eagle Trail Hike. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, you know, I had never done Eagle or done the hike down Eagle Trail in Peninsula State Park uh, until last year, which is uh, something I'm kind of embarrassed about having been grown up here. But it's probably the most famous of the of all these many hiking trails that we have in Door County, and probably the uh, the most beautiful and uh, interesting trails as well. Uh, it's about a two mile loop. And you start up at the top of the bluff in Peninsula State Park, kind of where Eagle Tower used to be and one day will be again. And um, you make your way down to Eagle Terrace, which is, which is this glorious overlook of Ephraim and looks down on the village from across the harbor that was built by the men of the Civilian Conservation Court in the 1930s. And then from there, you just make your way kind of winding down the bluff and you see these really big outcroppings of Niagara Escarpment up close, wind your way down to underneath along the shore, and then you'll be underneath Eagle Bluff. And that's a pretty impressive sight looking, I believe it's about 200 feet to the top. And when you look straight up, some of the bluff is actually hanging over your head. Feels like it's going to fall on top of your head because that, that karst topography in there, you really get a look of what that means. It's just all these fractures in there that it looks like that stone it's just going to loosen up and tumble down. And then once you're down there, you see some of these kind of springs that come out of the rock. And it's actually like little mini waterfalls coming out of there right now, especially with our heavy winter snow, the late spring snow, and, and some of the rain we got. Yeah, there's a lot of really great hiking trails all over the county and in places that you wouldn't even think to to check out. Um, I know there's a nature conservatory um, kind of behind like Greens and Grains in Egg Harbor if you go down that road. Oh, sure. Me and my wife went through there a couple weeks ago. Just beautiful, like um, amazing hiking trails throughout there. Um, Europe Bay hiking trail uh, is another one that we've done last summer. Just a lot of, you know, places that you wouldn't necessarily think to go to have, have great scenic, scenic hikes. Yeah, it's just a a reminder that there are so many things to do and so many events to go and check out in Door County, but you don't just have to have a festival to go and have a great time and experience something pretty unique. And there's all those trails are, you know, if you're just looking for something to do, go find one of those trails. You're going to discover something new. Well, and that's the big thing too. I mean, we were talking about all the new businesses that are opening up here. Um, I'm a big proponent of progress and change and stuff like that. But what I love about Door County is that while things are changing very rapidly and there's a lot more to do here, the the nature side of things hasn't changed. I mean, you can still go through these places that are completely untouched, these nature uh, preserves and the state parks and stuff like that. All of these amazing gateways to nature exist here alongside all of the new stuff that we've been getting too. Yeah, it's easy to forget how much is out there. Um, I was lucky enough to, to find a friend with a boat over the weekend and get out on the bay. And you look back towards shore and sitting in at Nicolay Bay in Peninsula State Park and you just see oh, there's no development around you. Um, little Sister Harbor. You look around and you see mostly trees. And that's not to diminish the fact of like how much needs to be done to protect this place all the time. But we still have this kind of wondrous playground. And even as somebody who's considers myself a silent sports enthusiast who gets outside a lot or ride my bike, go for runs. I'm still discovering 
a lot of the trails up here and I'm almost 40. So there's, there's a never ending supply. I just made it to Rock Island last year for the first time to camp. And that's an amazing place. I could, I could go up there every weekend for months and, and still be amazed. So there's just a, uh, a plethora of amazing outdoor activities. My favorite thing about going on trails and walking through nature is that moment when you feel completely immersed, like you're like, you're looking around and, and everything is, feels like it's been untouched, like you're discovering it for the first time. And then you turn the corner and there's a in-memorial bench and it brings you back like, oh yeah, people have been here. It's not just me. Yeah. And you know what? I see those benches and I think it's kind of cool that this place really meant something like that particular spot in many cases meant something to that person or to that couple. And, uh, I don't know. I, I just always, uh, I'm a little touched by that. That's then like, that's just thinking that like, wow, these people had a, a special moment here at do some you, point. Do you get to choose where your bench goes? I, I imagine you do. You donate a bench. I, I, I think you get to pick where it goes. All right. I'm going to pick like intersection and Ephraim by Wilson's right in the middle of the road. <laughs> and that'll be my bench. <laughs> So with that, Miles, why don't we transition into our story this week? Uh, we got a, kind of a last-minute invitation to um, sit in on a roundtable discussion with Senator Tammy Baldwin this week down at the Sturgeon Bay City Hall, in which she was here to gather feedback about how local agencies and leaders are dealing with the opioid crisis that we hear about on the national news a lot. Um, definitely a lot of us have been touched by it personally in some way, shape, or form. And what Senator Baldwin was here for was just to gather feedback from the Sheriff's Department, uh, Patrick McCarty, uh, Mike Jos- Matt Josky from uh, Kiwana County Sheriff's Department, the county administrators, and some of the human services personnel, just to find out how, how people are grappling with um, drug-related issues in Door County. I know opioids became a really big problem for my high school after I left. And, and Really? Where was the high school? St. Francis, Minnesota okay. is where I grew up. Um, and the whole time that I was there, drugs really weren't uh, an issue at all. And it seems like in the last six years or so, especially the opioid thing, has gotten really big. Um, I have a bunch of friends from college who are all recovering from opioids and stuff like that. Um, and it's, hmm. it's, it's crazy coming back from that. I know one of my buddies, he tore his meniscus last year and he's a recovering addict so he was like off pain pills completely and like watching that that struggle of being like it hurts so bad but that's worse wow it was eye-opening well that's one of the things that i learned sitting at this round table is a lot of the a lot of the root cause of some of the opioid addictions are over prescribing on the part of doctors and one thing that uh, Joe Krebsbach, the human services director for Door County, had emphasized is maybe we got lucky and we just didn't have doctors doing that to the degree that they have elsewhere because we haven't seen, we don't have, nobody would term it an opioid crisis here yet. We definitely have some problems, but it's not to the crisis stage. And that was one thing that came out of that roundtable. And when thinking about why, they, they talked about that, maybe just getting lucky with, with doctors. Um, the geography of the county, uh, the fact that there's only the, the, the one way in and out in the southern part of the county, whereas other places you may have people coming from all directions that can either bring the drugs in or allow residents to go out and get the drugs and back in pretty easily. So those are a couple of things that they pointed to and, and maybe just our demographics, uh, the fact that we are one of the older communities in the state. We're looking at being 40 percent 
over the age of 60 within a few years, which will create a host of other budgetary problems for the county. But right now, that does help us not have as big a drug problem as some other places. Should we be concerned? Are we a community that looks like other communities that have more drug problems? Yeah, that's one thing that I I talked to Krebsbach about and uh, a couple of other officials in that we do have a, an alarmingly high suicide rate in Door County. We do have a lot of battles with mental illness. In fact, Sturgeon Bay Mayor Thad Birmingham, at the end of the meeting, made a plea to Senator Baldwin to come back again just to address some of the mental health issues in Door County and the funding and resources that are needed to address those. So we, we have some of those issues, and we are a rural community, which also plays into a lot of what is uh, similar to a lot of other communities that are facing this. But in, in many ways, we are kind of ripe for, for a crisis like that to ferment. But one of the things that they talked about at, at every level, whether it be Sturgeon Bay Police Chief Arlie Porter, Pat McCarty at Door County Sheriff's Department, if it was Krebsbach with the Human Services Department, is how quickly and how little it takes for a small drug problem to become a big one, which becomes a major strain on human services and budgets for municipalities. If you have a couple of families where they become addicted to opioids or to heroin or methamphetamine, if they have a couple of kids, now you've got to place them in a foster home. You've got to place those parents in treatment. That treatment, like you alluded to, is not easy. It's, it's a long haul. So those kids might be in, in foster home for a year. Those parents might be in treatment for a year. And that very quickly adds up. In one case last year, it wasn't related to drugs, just mental illness. The county spent $200,000 on a single patient. The Human Services Department's entire budget for the year is $400,000. So you can see how quickly, okay, now you go from, oh, we don't have a problem to you get two big problems. Two big problem patients can strap services all over the place. Well, and that's the thing, too. I mean, you don't see a lot of crime up here. So when when things happen, they take us kind of by surprise. I know last year there were a couple of, of bigger drug busts that happened in the county that were kind of shocking. But they were going on for a while. And that's the thing. These things don't they don't start and you know about them right away. They happen kind of underground. And then by the time it's a problem, it's a major problem. Yeah. I mean, even at this very moment, we might be the idiots who are ignoring a major problem that other people already see. You know, and depending on what what circle you're in and what bubble you're in, you may or may not know anything about like what in another bubble is a major issue. A couple of years ago, we had a couple of heroin deaths and there was a fear amongst my own group of friends of, are we about to see like a, a wave of heroin deaths in Door County? And that hasn't come, fortunately. But you never know how quickly that can, can happen. I mean, we I had never heard of a friend dying of a heroin overdose, and suddenly there were two. It's interesting because Door County is, is fueled by tourism, and you have you know millions of people coming in and out of the county every summer. When you sit down and you really look at community issues like this, it, it, it's kind of sobering to remember that, like, yes, the hustle and bustle of the summer is one thing, but the year-long community here, it's a small town like any small town in the world, and it's going to have stuff like this that comes up. And it, it's it's nice to see focus on these kind of things. Yeah, you, you we, we spend a lot of time writing about, like we've talked about earlier today, the restaurants and the things to do up here and there's, there's the beautiful scenery, but... You always have to remember there are there are so many people fighting to help people from much more serious issues, um, and and you kind of can forget that those exist up here, especially when summer rolls around. But 
you know, it's another factor that plays into what might make this a ripe territory for, for some of these problems is the unemployment in the winter. People don't, people have a lot of downtime and not a lot of money. There, there are some factors that could lead it to become a problem, but thankfully right now there's apparently some good leadership, um, some luck, um, and some forward thinking about how we, how to keep this in a prevention mode, not a treatment mode. Well, I'm looking forward to reading more about the article in this week's issue. That's going to do it for us this week, I think. Miles, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Andrew, and uh, good luck with FICA this weekend. These stories and more will be available in this week's issue of the Peninsula Pulse, available throughout Door County. For more headlines, visit DoorCountyPulse.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the Door County Pulse podcast for your weekly Pulse picks, interviews, and exclusive content from the Peninsula Pulse. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.